0: I'm Eileen Ray McCann for Circle of Blue. This is Speaking of Water, a look into vital water topics that often flow beneath the surface of the daily headlines. What is water insecurity? How do individuals experience it? And how do you measure a worldwide phenomenon that affects hundreds of millions, even billions of people? Those are some of the questions that intrigued Sarah Young. A professor at Northwestern University. Young studies anthropology and global health, and her work on household food insecurity led her to ask similar questions about water. Those inquiries resulted in new ways of evaluating water insecurity at the household level. Young and a dozen collaborators developed an international assessment for measuring how individuals experience water shortages within their communities. Called HYs, the metric has been tested in more than 20 countries and is now being implemented across Africa and India as a new tool for understanding water insecurity. Circle of Blue reporter Brett Walton spoke with Young in Seattle on the sidelines of a meeting by the American Association for the Advancement of Science.
1: We're at the American Association for the Advancement of Science meeting in Seattle. Sarah, you were talking about a tool you developed called HYS, looking at water insecurity by household. Can you take us through what HYS is and why you thought it was important to develop?
2: Hy stands for Household Water Insecurity Experiences, and it's the HYS scale. There are lots of ways of measuring water that exist in the world. We're very good at measuring water availability. We can do great water testing in laboratories. But I've found, and I'll tell you that story in a second, that we're missing sort of at the household and individual level a way to quantify experiences of access and use. Now, I'm not trained in water. I'm trained in nutrition and anthropology. But I was in the field in Western Kenya doing a a large study of the consequences of food insecurity for maternal and child health. And we wanted to quantify how food insecurity, which is not abject hunger, in the same way that water insecurity isn't drought, but this is concern about enough, diverse, reliable supply of food. Turns out it's bad during pregnancy and early infancy and, and childhood for a number of reasons. And so with my nutrition hat on, I was quantifying food insecurity, and we can do that really nicely with nine items, nine questions. You can tell me how frequently experience A, B, and C happen to you and then I can get your score. So I was measuring food insecurity. I wanted to make sure with my anthropologist hat on I was asking the right questions and so I gave women cameras to take pictures of things that shaped how they fed their infants. And we got pictures back of food insecurity type pictures, failed crops and sick chickens, but I also got this range of water pictures back and I did not see those coming. Water shapes how kids are fed in all kinds of ways and um, I'm I'm happy to talk about those but what I wanted to do is to to try to quantify them. We have this beautiful study designed for quantifying household food insecurity. I ran to the literature to find the sister scale for the, the food insecurity metric and I found scales to measure household water insecurity but they were perfect for Ethiopia or they were perfect for Bolivia, or they were wonderful for the Texas-Mexico border, but they weren't appropriate for Kenya, and nothing that had been developed was um, globally valid.
1: When you say insecurity for water, what examples of insecurity are there?
2: So water can go wrong in a lot of ways. You can have too much of it, which isn't good. You can have too little of it, which isn't good. And you can have water that's unacceptable, and that can be unacceptable because of the quality, but also because of the provenance, but also because of like what we call organoleptic properties, like how it smells or how it tastes.
1: So how is insecurity different from water scarcity? We hear a lot of measurements of water scarcity at the country level and the river basin level, but you're looking at insecurity at the household level, right?
2: That's right. So a person can be water secure even in the face of scarcity. I mean, I'm not an expert in hydrological measurements, but those are generally at the level of the nation or the state or the basin. And so you can be an outlier either way. You can be water insecure when there's plenty of water, and that happens in Chicago, for example, and the price of water has really gone up and people have water cut off. So they can maybe see the lake from where they live, but they don't have water running to their household. Uh, On the other side, water can be short, but you yourself and your family can have reserves such that you, aren't feeling the pinch when it comes time to choose what you're eating, to wash your hands or not, or to go to sleep thirsty.
1: So you have insecurity really intersecting with household economics and local resiliency. If you have the ability to invest in storage or can access water from multiple points, then you might be less insecure.
2: That's right, and there are lots of um, drivers of insecurity that include, you know, your physical ability to carry water. So I, I told you I was studying um, food insecurity in the, what we call the first thousand days. So that's pregnancy and the two years postpartum, and women were who are generally in in western Kenya the water fetchers, not able to get the water because they either were so so very pregnant or had just delivered.
1: How does the scale work? You said you've done it in 20 some countries and it's a survey that goes out to households, right?
2: Generally it's been administered by an enumerator. So I come to your house and I ask you 12 questions. Those questions take between two and three minutes in total to answer. And the questions ask about your experiences in the last four weeks. And so for an example, one of the items is how often in the last four weeks did you worry about water for your household? And that's the the least extreme item. And those are on the more extreme end is, how often did you not have water to wash your hands after doing dirty things in the last four weeks? Depending on your answer, you can be scored either zero for never, one, rarely, two, up to three. So 12 times three is 36. The range of the scale is zero to 36.
1: From the data, can you get spatial patterns within a city or a country showing peaks and valleys of water insecurity?
2: Yeah. So, um, We can, and I have to say, scale development is good and important, but it's not nearly as interesting as implementation. So we've got the scale, and it's starting to be implemented. For example, in some places across time, so uh, we have repeated measures in certain settings, Um, and then, but that's at a a quite a local level. I'm very excited that um, we've partnered with UNESCO and Gallup World Polls, and along with Northwestern, to implement the HY scale across all of Africa as well as India. And so we'll be able to have national data on household water insecurity. It will be benchmarked for the first time. Now, if the stars align, we'll be able to do that over time so that we can see how trends change with climate change, with infrastructure change, with economic changes, and so on.
1: I was wondering about implementation and about how these measurements would change even within the course of a year. You said you're doing multiple assessments and repeated assessments. So could you see if, say, during the rainy season, when water is available, then insecurity would go down and then go up during the dry season so you could target interventions there?
2: Well, exactly right. And just to add, I have a bias towards um, water insecurity looking like drought, but in fact, floods can really mess up crops, too. And so there's, there's definitely a seasonal, a seasonal pattern to, to water insecurity.
1: For insecurity, are you looking at drinking water insecurity or insecurity for any way that a household might use water?
2: Yeah, so we think of households as using water in three ways, one for consumption, and that includes drinking, but it also includes food preparation. And surprisingly, a lot of families have to choose the food that they prepare differently when water is available or not. So for example, Beans are super nutritious and cheap, but they take a long time to cook compared to rice, which is more expensive but more quickly cooking. Some people when there isn't any water at all are eating prepared foods like, you know, junk food. So households are using water for consumption, so drinking and food preparation. They're using it for hygiene, so washing body, hands, kids. And then there's economic like productive activities, and that could be farming. That could be people who have it like a hair salon or a car wash, you know, that's that they need water for their economic livelihood. And water also shapes school attendance. Looking
1: five years ahead, what is your hope for how HYS is incorporated into use?
2: So there are three ways we can use HYS data. We can use it to look at the prevalence and we can see variation within a population. We can use HYS data on, to understand all the things that water insecurity causes, like mental health problems, economic productivity is inhibited, disease transmission, those types of things. Then we can also use h data to understand the effects or lack of effects of interventions. So what happens when a well is dug? What happens when the price of water changes dramatically, either goes up or goes down? What happens when a huge dam is built? What I hope is that we use these h data for all three of those purposes and that h becomes um, kind of part of the lexicon for people who care about water security, uh, water security, capital W, capital S. I mean, there's household water security is only one part of water security. But I would like to see this as an indicator that we, we hold ourselves accountable to for tracking progress towards a more water secure world.
0: That was Northwestern University professor, Sarah Young, who talked about new ways of seeing water insecurity at the household level. She talked with Circle of Blue reporter Brett Walton. I'm Eileen Ray McCann for Speaking of Water from Circle of Blue, your source for independent water news and analysis. Please visit us at circleofblue.org where water speaks. Thanks for joining us.